nervous. I, I am a little nervous. I'm a lot of nervous. Um, <laughs> it's one thing to actually have books for people to just go and buy and read. Uh, but it's another thing when you're reading the books. Not that I can't read, but um, yeah, this is this is very interesting right here. So I've never done this, um, but what I want to do is just basically um, for the next couple of weeks is actually do a couple of live readings um, from my books. Um, I do have another book coming out next Monday uh, called, or Monday, <laughs> called The Strange Woman. And so um, I just wanted to kind of, I know a lot of people probably, uh, especially with my network growing and everything like that, a lot of people probably have not um, had a chance to really know like what each book is about. And so I'm going to start basically in chronological order. And um, y'all feel free to share because uh, this is this is definitely one of those titles that um, hits is really meant for um, younger people. When I was writing, I had it uh, a younger audience in mind, but I've had older people read the book, and um, I've had all types of testimonies from all types of ages. And so, this is the book, A Call to Purity. That's myself and my husband on the front of this cover um basically what went on we did an actual uh if you haven't seen it we actually did a trailer um a live trailer <laughs> for this we acted in it um it's one of our projects that we're still working on because i want to follow up and do a part two and so feel free to comment as i go through and so based on uh the interaction i got on yesterday from my facebook and my instagram um, I'm going to read out of three chapters. And so the book has 14 chapters. Um, you have basically a whole list. It's like, it's, it's literally a breakdown. Um, and so I won't kind of go through all the breakdown, but you have one section that um, is called A Call to Purity. And it starts in 2011 when I first was called again to purity. And um, at that time I was living with, um, an ex of mine and I just heard the Holy Spirit just say like plain as they like stop having sex and so then I take you through 2014 15 16 and 17 because what happened is I wrote the book I released the book in 2014 but I failed I had a period or a season in my life which I call the fall in the book and so I start there first so that you can understand a lot of what the rest of the book talks about and so um then it goes into the factors, the X factors. Then it goes into another section called priceless lessons. Um, then it goes into a, another segment called crucial conflicts. And then it goes into um, lessons learned, uh, destruction and restoration, divine intimacy and counting the cost. So um, it's, it's a pretty... <laughs> pretty thick book and uh honestly i want to go back in and kind of add a couple more details in it just on the test but hey sis <laughs> hello um she has actually read the book uh Tashana, she's read the book and she has thank you thank you you are too i've been watching your pictures down my timeline like okay miss selfie queen right now okay um we're reading a call to purity tonight. Um, I'm going to be reading and <laughs> you uh, have read this book. So feel free to give a review as you um, as you're here um, just to let people know pretty much what you thought of the book or how the book impacted you or whatever. Um, so we're going to read from three chapters three chapters or three segments. I'm not going to read three, <laughs> three chapters because like they're kind of long. Um, but we're going to start with D2 factor, which is one of the X factors. Um, <laughs> it is, I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I have a different nervousness because I've just never done this before. And so, you know, it's, I don't know, like going back, reading is and, and reliving these moments is kind of like, it's crazy. <laughs> Cause a lot of times, you know, you just read the book and, you know, um, you write the book and you just like, okay, whatever, you know, um, but 
here I am. So D2, um, and I, let me explain the Ds real quick. So I had three Xs whose name started with Ds. So there's D, the D factor. And then, so, you know, if you've got a wayward mind, the D doesn't stand for what you probably think it stands for. Their names began with Ds. And so, of course, I couldn't put them out there like that. And if you don't, you know, you don't know me, know me, you don't, don't know them. So um, D factor is the first boyfriend um, that I had whose name began with a D. Go with the other reach those that need it. Thank you, but I'm I'm a little nervous. But I'm okay. I'm, let me stop saying I'm nervous. This is about to be a phenomenal time with wonderful Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> okay. Um. Then there's D two or a, a D squared. Um. And his title is never lose your focus. So D one um or D the first factor was innocence lost. That's actually when I did lose my virginity to this D factor when I was. 12 um at d2 d2 factor is the x that came after him and so the subtitle for that chapter is never lose your focus so i'm gonna go ahead and go to that and um i'll also in the strange woman i'll go more into this chapter of my life because it deals with the first time that i actually uh became the side chick <laughs> but anyway um so I'm gonna read. It picks up. Uh, where I introduced this this defector, and um, basically, I'm so glad y'all should. Oh, here's Shonda. <laughs> okay, basically, it starts with. Um, it doesn't start, but this is where I'm gonna start. It says we had sex August 9th, nineteen ninety nine. Although no oranges or chocolate or ice. Um, there was an emotional attachment or connection that I shared with him that I didn't recognize. So if you want to know where the oranges and chocolate and stuff come from, that's in the previous chapter. Um, I hadn't shared it with my previous lover, this connection. I didn't know why it was so strong, but it was, and I felt as though... was something that I had capital H D pretty sure none of y'all a few months down the road I contracted pubic lice commonly known as crabs so I'm about 13 at this time because I've had a birthday and um I'm 13 years old and now I have lice at this time for those of you who don't know it's something that you never want to have both men can be affected and they are tiny insects that live in your pubic hairs. I began having an itch so horribly that I had to scratch all the time. One day I sat down in the bathroom and began picking through pubic hair. I pulled a string of hair and I noticed the insect on my hand. I put it on the bathroom counter and watched it as it crawled. The science in me, I wasn't disgusted i was just curious because i'm like like literally i have something in my freaking like pubic hair and i i didn't learn a lot about like stds and like nothing like that i'm 13 you're saying like i barely and i talk about this in the book like i barely knew what sex was like my mom really didn't you know discuss sex or anything like you know it was just something like we didn't you know really talk about and so um, I go on to say I was shocked. <laughs> I didn't know anything about STDs. And honestly, I didn't know how to confront my boyfriend either. Let me pause because some of you may be thinking, why didn't you use condoms? Guess what? We did. As any healthcare provider will tell you, condoms are not 100% effective. What did I learn from this? Honestly nothing i was too blind too busy falling in and out of love with this boy alicia keys had that song out falling in and out of love with you at that moment. and that was like my theme song for our relationship like i am falling in and out of love with this boy like all the time we had a, we had a share of arguments constantly did i confront him not really 
We stayed together for a while after that. We went through a constant cycle of breaking up and making up and having makeup sex. I never contracted another STD from him, although I knew he was constantly cheating on me. I could never prove anything, but the instinct was there. Surely enough, things came to light later, but at that time, I let him convince me that he, he was being faithful. I was here and I was paranoid. I envied females that I knew he was attracted to. I suffered from low self-esteem issues because I was no longer 116 pounds, but instead a heavy 154 pounds and thick was not in. I'd gained a massive amount of weight within three months thanks to the first birth control method that I was placed on. But I couldn't let go of him. And the relationship really took me up to a place that I shouldn't have been at at such a young age. The major factor that changed my life was losing an opportunity to join several other classmates at the Mississippi School of Math and Science. I was among those being selected and my grades from my sophomore year, the first semester were being reviewed. Ever, I was so consumed with this guy in our relationship. For the first time in my life ever, I received a failing grade in class. The times when I had major projects due, I was spending my nights either arguing with him or crying over an argument that we'd had or were having. My grades fell dramatically. I didn't study. Nothing was more important than having a future with him. Or so I thought at the time. When I didn't get selected for the Mississippi School of Math and Science, my eyes were open. I was hard on myself because I, I knew I had no one to blame but me. I had high expectations. Love was not the love that I needed. It was dangerous. It was self-destructive. That next semester, I set goals for myself. Three days from that semester forward, graduate early and be inducted into the National Honor Society. The next semester, I made straight A's. I went on throughout high school with my newfound focus on me. accomplished all of my goals, and I never again let another relationship, another man, become more important than my future success. Um... I'm going to keep reading. I'm a, I wanted to say something, but I'm going to keep reading. We were so serious that we had even planned our, our wedding and everything detailed. But slowly, my heart grew cold and as my focus began to change, I started seeing other people behind his back becoming the cheater, a position I never saw myself in before, a position I constantly condemned. But there I was, sneaking around and having sex with other guys. My conscience still wasn't bothered i still loved my boyfriend but something had left i just didn't care shortly after throwing him a birthday party and arguing even after that i moved on and never again to look back at this particular relationship i can't say at one point i'd reached enough but i'd reached it we remained somewhat friends but at that point in my life once a relationship was done it was hard for me to remain close friends therefore that chapter was closed so two important lessons I learned from this is not allowing relationships to cloud my judgment. But what here is when you um in preparation to be a wife, and of course, you know, I'm 13 at this time. So of course, my focus didn't need to be on him in that manner anyway. But being in preparation of being a wife, um, your career is not something that um should take precedent over being a wife, being a, a woman. And I know, you know, a lot of women are probably going to clock out at this, me saying this, but when you're a wife and when you're a mother, your role is your home. Your first ministry is your husband and kids. And I know we're in 2020, but excuse me, the principles that I feel like we've gotten away from weigh heavily society with women that have all of a sudden become driven systematically become driven to be as successful or more successful than our men and it's a reversal of the roles that we should be playing and so even though i learned not to let relationships cloud me from success and i was like that um with you know 
my my husband when we met like i was i was focused you know i was extremely focused you know um i spent many days working and then many nights up all night with him on the phone but i never i i really that that relationship at 13 14 really taught me to keep my goals in the forefront you know but now that i'm married even though i still have successful goals and we are very successful in our terms of success um my focus is my husband and my kids first so when i wake up in the daytime um you know i wake up with the idea that okay my home is my home and my children are first not my business you know or my career or anything like that like that's not first as a wife it's not first like my work is not first as a wife my home and my husband are first so that's that so the j factor the j factor if you're tuning in feel free to drop some comments uh, chat back with me. Um, I'm not as nervous <laughs> anymore, but um, you know, like I said, it's just kind of it's it's weird because you know, I've none of my books are ever meant to put anybody on blast, but at the same time, it's kind of like this is the role that you played in my story, and you know, if you wanted, um, I didn't see my story being in a book, but you know, as always, you know, I say. I'm probably not the best character in somebody else's story. So, you know, it's just one of those things that we got to deal with. Um, the J factor. The J factor. You made a fool of me. The J factor. This is a factor that probably needs, it's the longest chapter in of, among the factors, and it probably needs um, a little bit more detail and it's when it talks about the rebellion because a lot of my rebellion led back to him um is the factor in my life that i was heavily um addicted to in terms of constantly falling into the manipulation and the familiar spirits um that he carried along with him and it was definitely one of the factors that was hardest hey it was definitely one of the factors that was hardest to let go. Um, even after my first deliverance, um, I opened the door again. God delivered me another time from this factor. I opened the door again in my rebellion. And um, I allowed a lot more of those sexually perverted spirits into my life. I allowed a lot of those familiar spirits to... Um, wreak havoc again in my life behind this factor but I didn't go into a lot of detail um, afterwards because at that point I didn't think it was important but um, for those that I'm trying to reach you know a lot of times we wonder you know why we can't let go and I can tell you with this factor it took a lot of prayer um, I remember specifically uh, one time one of my sisters in Christ actually praying for me. And, you know, she prayed for the very memory and emotional attachment to be gone with this factor. And so whatever it is in the spirit realm that connected, um, that connected us had to have been um, an extremely deep stronghold um, because my rebellion one of the things when I opened the door back to this factor, I went back into um, bisexuality really heavy um, with him. And so, you know, God showed me several times, you know, that he was not the one, but my rebellion, it, it really took me there. Regardless if we understand it or not, the reader can't help but to respect the humility it takes to be so vulnerable about your rebellion and how God brought you out, <clears throat> out. God brought you out to bring you out of that perversion. Yeah. Yeah, because this, this factor right here was really, and, you know, I subtitled it, You Made a Fool of Me, but, um, and I'll get into why that's the subtitle, because he didn't make a fool of me. Um, I'm not going to give him that much power to say he made a fool of me, but the 
sex and the the spirits that I connected myself with him uh, with through him really blinded me a lot. So I'm gonna get into this. Um, and I'm gonna skip through this because uh, I want you guys to really not get lost as I go through it. But I, I am gonna skip through it just because I'm not gonna read the whole chapter to you guys. And I'm trying to stay at least 15 minutes per section. And so we got another section to go. So this is the J factor. You made a full. So hanging out one night, I'm still in high school at this point, uh, hanging out one night after a football game, once again, dressed up, uh, I met this X factor and he was older than me. First red flag, because my mama always warned me about older guys. I was 17. I was, he was 20, but I was one semester away from graduating. Literally, like I graduated early. I was grown in my eyes, you know, like I was working, I had my car, um, you know, I was grown in my eyes, but he asked me for my number and um, because of the previous factor, the H factor, my high sweetheart, because break with that, I really wasn't trying to date. Um, I just was trying to, you know, I wasn't trying to be a hoe, but I just was, you know, trying to do me. And so um, he asked me for my number. I told him, you know, let me get back, you know, let me get back to you. And so um, he kept chasing, you know, I end up, we exchanged numbers, obviously. And um, so let's fast forward. About a month or two, we're talking. Um, I'm still kind of slipping with my ex uh, just for the sex. <laughs> Crazy. We were not together, but, you know, I didn't want to move on sexually with somebody else. So I'm telling you, like, all these things made so much sense in my mind at this time. And the sad part about it is, this was me 17. Some of y'all like 35, 40 years old still doing it. So that's why I feel like this book is ageless. Like if you're a young person, it's a warning to you. If you're an older person, it's a wake-up call to you. And so I feel like that's what the most high has done with this book because like spiritual blindness has no age. <laughs> spiritual blindness has no age, y'all. So anyway, um, so I still waited a month, time enough to make sure I hadn't contracted anything from the last ex. It's not smart, but it's really stupid. I did decide, however, to use protection with this guy because he was older and my mom always warned me about older guys. I figured I would play the game safe regardless of what he said. I have to admit the sex was good, but in the middle he slipped off. Now, this should have been another red flag in my head. I'll be honest. It did in the pits of my stomach. I can't even give you the logic behind why I let him get away with it. What I will tell you is that this set the tone for everything else. Two years and more of letting him get away with stuff I knew in my spirit was not right. That day downhill from there. So I talk about how um, his mom and I actually knew each other and um, she came home <laughs> and caught us having sex. And because she knew who I was, this is where the title of the chapter comes from. <laughs> so um, this should have been a red flag uh, being raised. So I'm, let me go back. I knew this woman and I knew this woman personally and she knew me. He told me to sneak out another way and to leave. But she told me to come to her. So this should have been another red flag to tell me to disrespect and, and disobey your parents. Being raised the way that I was, I shamefully went before her. When she recognized who I was, she told me to sit down. Like I said, this woman knew me. And this is, if you're from Greenville, like Greenville, you know everybody. And I was already in the spotlight because smart kid and this, this and the other. And I mean, it's just, you know. I was I was known. So being raised the way that I was, I shamely went before her. When she recognized who I was, she told me to sit there. Feeling like I was 13 again, I sat. She talked to me, prolonging <laughs> my embarrassment <laughs> by asking questions about my family and how I'd been the last few years. So she didn't even get into like what she heard. Literally, the woman walked in and heard me screaming. Um, having sex with her son. She didn't get into any of that. She comes in and she's like, you know, hey, how you doing? How your mama doing? How you see? You know, like she she's literally having like, like we're having a reunion or, or something like 
talk of like embarrassed, like still probably one of the most embarrassed moments of my life. I can laugh now, but it's kind of like, oh my God. And I was 17. I was 17, but I felt like this small, y'all, whatever. So finally, she said, and this is where the chapter comes from. The chapter name comes from. Finally, she said, Donna, don't you let blank make a fool of you. She called this name, of course, for respect for sake. I'm not going to call his name. Um, but she said it, and she said it just like that. And her tone changed. Her tone completely changed. She was like, you know, Donna, don't you let Jay make a fool out of you. And in the book, I write that, my friends, was my, my final warning. There were so many warnings with this factor, and it took several, it took me several years to come out of the guilt and shame of putting myself in the position that I did with him. But I was young, I was very vulnerable. And um at the end of the day, I know what I was looking for. I know what I was looking for. Um, but at 17, of course, I didn't know, you know. Um, at 17, I didn't know. You laughing at me. <laughs> like that was embarrassing, sister. That was that was so embarrassing, but she did. She said, don't let him make a fool out of you. And um, so we continued to date, fight the warnings, with most of our time spent either at his mom's, at my mom's, or in the back of his car after consuming much alcohol. So I was a very heavy drinker. Um, my grandma had passed recently, um, and that was really around, and I picked up uh, drinking, and we drunk, like, we drunk, drunk. We didn't drink no, like, no. Like <laughs> we drunk. That's probably why the Holy Spirit pulled me completely from alcohol um in my last Persian because ain't no telling what I did to my kidneys um at six seventeen years old. Like we drunk like um straight. Like we drunk straight. Like it wasn't really a whole lot of mixing. It was like gin and I'm just sipping gin straight. Like like it, I was literally like a heavy drinker. Like alcohol straight like i didn't really even if i mixed it like i may have this much alcohol and that much <laughs> of whatever i'm mixing with. so um i was a really heavy drinker uh with him with him you know when you have sex with someone you take on their demons you take on um their spirits and so he had uh, a, a substance abuse problem you know and of course in my mind i'm not thinking that you know we're just drinking we you know having fun we having sex we're living right you know and a lot of you probably see yourself in this story you're just living and that's that ain't living that's you just walking dead um i wasn't even old enough to drink i was 17 once again um and i believe he used this to his advantage um a few months down the road, I get hearsay of an ex that he has in another state, uh, except she really wasn't his ex. When she came to town, she was his girl. So I confronted him about this, and um, he said that, you know, they were over with and everything. And so, and like I said, this is a long chapter because <laughs> the history that we have um, is a history over an expansion of years. Like, we were together uh two years and then even after i so-called moved on um it just was a door that kept opening and so what i do want to share is um this was the first time well this was the second time i contracted uh std and um so what i do want to share is What I do want to share is what really, really broke us the first time. What really broke us the first time. And this was my way out. So I want to share this particular, because it's, it's a couple of other things I want to share, but I feel like this is the most important, and I'm going to wrap this up. And so um, that's what I'm looking for. Um, matter of fact, the fiction, um, Circumcised My Heart, that comes out next year, 
um, and it will come out next year. <laughs> it's already planned and already I'm working on it um, as well. I'll be giving a lot more time to it after the Strange Woman releases. But uh, Circumcised My Heart will come out and that that story, which is fiction, is based on this relationship. And not because he was so important, but because the stronghold was so, 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 so difficult to break. And so I feel like a lot of times in relationships, that's what a lot of women are dealing with. And you wonder, how can you put up with this? How do you do this? How do you put up with that? How do you know she's stupid and all this type of stuff like that? But you, baby, if you've never been in a place and i share in this book if you've never been so attached to a person where you know they lie like you know they lie and you feel like boo boo the fool because you know they lie but you cannot let go for whatever reason like that is the story of this chapter like i went through that at 13 14 you know with the first factor or whatever but this was a different type of demon <laughs> and i'm gonna call it like it is i'm not calling him a demon um but this was a different different type of demon that was allowed uh to take a hold in me uh for whatever reason and i i, I don't i don't particularly know all i can say is it maybe it was i don't know um but rebellion for one because my mama had already you know my mama literally was not even though i could date she was like no not him and so I should have been obedient. So the rebellion, first of all, I could say was probably the root because I should have been obedient to my mama, you know. Um, but anyway, so let me get back to. So it goes through, you know, how I found out about, you know, um, having chlamydia, which is is what I had. Um, and then I go into. I guess I should have bookmarked this, huh? Okay, so this is my first spiritual breakthrough. Um, it wasn't long after this this um uh, this moment of having chlamydia and our whole drama behind that. It wasn't long after um this. It wasn't long after that when I had my first spiritual breakthrough. I went to a church with a friend from back home, excuse me, and was introduced to God like I'd never known him before. And this is me now at um, 18, 18. So I went to a church with a friend from back home and was intro introduced to God like I'd never known him before. The result, my life totally, totally transformed. This, I made the decision to become abstinent for the first time since I lost my virginity and I lost my virginity at 12. I took that experience for what it was, a warning, the chlamydia experience, that it could have been a lot worse. I let him know that I would no longer have sex with him. This was successful until one weekend I went home. I barely talked to him. Then he called me up drunken and asked me to meet him at a sleazy hotel. We can buy his call and, of course, the memories of past experiences. I go, but for the first time since I ever had sex with him, my spirit felt so violated. It wasn't even the fact that we didn't see each other when I came home on weekends or that I learned better and was breaking my vow to my and God. It was the fact that I did again what I said I wouldn't do. I let this man lie to me cheat on me infect me and still gave myself to him like he deserved it that would be the last time here's the part that i really want to go into i prayed heavily after that out god change my boyfriend i needed him to experience the same god i'd experienced because we needed to be on the same page and then things would be better y'all like hearing that <laughs> i prayed for him to get saved i cried out for him on the behalf of trying to keep him it wasn't until i was at my godmother's for a weekend and i kept calling and kept not getting the answer that i really let reality sink in i called him from my godmother's number and he answered so he was obviously 
blowing me off, which I knew. I stayed in that night and cried like I'd never cried before. I then began to beg God to give me the strength to let him go. If anything I learned before was that I did deserve better. And after making so many excuses, God had given me a revelation. I pause here to say that sex blinds your judgment and it makes you weak, especially as a female, because we're such emotional creatures. I challenge you to stop having sex with that baby's daddy or that boyfriend and really see what you put up with afterwards. The key is not just that you're not having sex. The key is that you've now placed yourself back into the will of God and he is able to speak to you clearly and you are able to hear and obey. When we're out of the will of God, it is impossible to make clear and good decisions because nothing guides us but our flesh. This was the lesson I learned when I stopped having sex with this guy and sought out the voice of God. Notice how my prayers changed from my will, God changed him to God's will. Lord, give me the strength to let go if it's not my husband and that was the very first time that god closed the door right there like the very first time he closed that door and the second time um i go into that like i said his chapter is the longest x chapter because um i really had a lot of i dealt with a lot with that one and um you know, it was what it was. And, you know, the third time I don't talk about in the book, but I'll share this. The third time um, was even worse than the first and second time. But the third time, the Holy Spirit always showed me that he wasn't mine. Always, always showed me he wasn't mine. And I was so gone this time where I didn't even care if he was only using me for sex. I got, and I talk about this in The Strange Woman, I got so bold that I wanted him to use me for sex. If sex was going to draw him to me, then okay, have me. Have your way with me. I'll be whatever you want me to be if only I can have you. And that's like the only guy that I've ever experienced that with. So I know that it was such a demonic stronghold to take me there. I mean, you can't, I can't describe that any other way. And, you know, when the Holy Spirit showed me the third time, like, no, um, he showed the guy actually marrying another woman. <laughs> he showed it to me in my, my dreams. The, the guy was literally marrying another woman, the woman that he was cheating on his wife with. And I mean, they're married now, so whatever. Um, none of this is to throw anything on them i'm talking about the stronghold um it's just the demonic principle of experiencing something like that so anyway so that's the j factor you made a fool of me that's the j factor crucial conflicts is the next section <laughs> crucial conflicts is a very uh and by the way i did not pick i didn't pick these chapters to read i posted um a a flyer on my page if you did if you don't know i posted a flyer on on the page and i said pick number between one and four and four and um was it two were put like two three times and so that's how i went ahead that's how i chose these chapters so these are not chapters i just want to discuss okay um so crucial conflicts Crucial Conflicts is the first time I talk about my desires to be with women. So, Crucial Conflicts is the title of this section. And chapter seven, I kissed a girl. Yep. Yep, yep. So, Crucial Conflicts. And the scripture says there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Y'all don't hear me. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. And that's Proverbs 14, 12. And these crucial conflicts, baby. Okay, let's, 
let's get here. There was a song out a few years back, and the lady said that she kissed the girl and that she liked it. Well, yep, before she sang about it, I had already kissed the girl and liked it. Actually, I kissed a few girls and liked it. What's a book about sex if we don't address every aspect, including lesbian tendencies and the struggle with knowing what's right inside, yet conforming to the world system of acceptance of that lifestyle? With that being said, this chapter may be controversial. Because of that, I take the time to say, firstly, this is my book. <laughs> In saying that, this is a disclaimer that I'm free to release my story, my experience, and my growth out of it. We can pretend that this lifestyle is okay. But just as having sex out of wedlock is not okay and comes with consequences, this does also. You may choose whose report you believe. As for me, I choose life. So here's. I had my first sexual experience with a girl during the summer of a major transition in my life. It was with a friend I'd known since elementary. I was quite taken back. I had been exposed to this lifestyle already, and although I wasn't ashamed, I was highly judged by it through the exposure. So the first time, I was confused. I liked the act, but there was something in me screaming, make her stop. Like this, I, I guess it was kind of like a physical and spiritual war, like my body you know, was pleased, but my spirit was like, just make her stop, just make her stop. This voice became louder and louder, and being that there was a third person in the room, I placed on my clothes, turned my back, and refused the offer to join. I was slightly disgusted, but confused at the same time. A part of me had actually liked it. I wondered if it was the person or what. And then a huge part of me just became sick to the stomach. I had decided that this lifestyle wasn't for me, but I still struggled with the thoughts. I couldn't keep myself from noticing attractive girls, their body, their hair, things that I knew only men should be attracted to. I even approached my first crush. And although we didn't have an encounter together, we started to hang out. Hanging out with her made her even more attractive to me. Due to the fact that my car friend at the time, before my first actual encounter, and I had a pretty decent friendship, I told him what I was going through. I figured honesty was the best policy. He acted like he was okay, but when he saw us walking together, he broke up with me on the spot until I explained to him that nothing was happening. Like, this is still funny to me because I literally still see her and I walking down the hall at Greenville High, and he saw us walking down the hall. And he literally came over. He was real tall. He literally came over and bent down in my ear and whispered to me, it's over. Just because <laughs> he saw me and this girl walking down the hall. Like, and this was a guy that you know me. Like, you know, I'm just like, are you serious? So anyway, that was that was funny. Um, <laughs> I couldn't get him to understand that I was simply struggling with this. I was trying to fight it. All of a sudden, I had more females slide female slide females slide winks in a little tighter hug there a few a few glimpses there and i realized i wasn't the only one these females were bold but it seemed that they'd already decided what they wanted and i hadn't my mom always taught me that if if you're ashamed to do something you probably shouldn't do it it means you can't accept what you're doing it's not about how others see you, but how you see yourself. And at that moment, I saw myself as a very nasty person to be attracted to another female. I made up in my mind, I simply would not engage in other sexual acts. I would not be either lesbian or bisexual. I just couldn't live with myself. I did not know why. I just knew I couldn't. That's what I told myself, my spirit. But myself, my mind, and my flesh 
told me a different thing. I couldn't stop looking at females, wondering what it would be like to kiss them, to have sex with them. I know there's things that I knew were inappropriate, but for some reason, I couldn't share this with anyone. The people that I could talk to about it were already gay. So I figured the opinion may be biased. I didn't want to talk to my friends. I figured they'd judge me. So for the first time almost ever, I really just hid this from everyone that I could confide in. So I go into um, another couple of um, experiences because from there, I actually had a few experiences with females, um, more than a few. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um, but that's kind of like one of the places that it started, um, where the very act of it started. And so I go basically just into those experiences and um really that's kind of like an unfinished chapter because the thing about it was i was i would go through phases where in certain seasons when i was closer to god i didn't lust or desire females um i even remember being on a church trip and i share that in the book i remember being on a church trip and um there was this this lesbian and she kept you know like that spirit study, you know, like trying to get at me, you know, and I'm like, we are freaking on a church trip. It didn't care. And I share in the book how that night I could literally feel the presence of this demon press down my bed as if it was getting in the bed with me. And so I started praying in the Holy Ghost. Nobody else was getting in my bed. Like, and the girl was right across from me. Like, I, I've known. I've never seen demons manifest, but I I can sense that. And so, whatever. Um, so this, this spirit chased, like, literally chased after me for a very, very, very long time. Really up until uh, three years ago. And I share that in the um in the section called the fire so in the fire um that was basically when that ended and even since then like i've i have had females try to get close to me um i've had demonic torments in my sleep where i'm literally wrestling females is trying to like you know like have sex with me and stuff and so um but i can say that 2017 was my release from that and i haven't like lusted and looked or wanted or been with like a female um since that and all that came really through the purging of the holy spirit you know which he told me like you're not taking that into your marriage and so um that's my very brutal honest truth and for some people you know you may find it offensive if 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 you're in that lifestyle and you know you know what it's like to feel how you feel and i'm not trying to be offensive i'm just giving you the word i mean everything like and i'm not judging you definitely can't say i'm judging you because like this was me three years ago like i in my mind i was just gonna be bisexual the rest of my life and whoever i was with was gonna have to like the fact that i like girls and so like this was literally my um my acceptance of this like this was this so i'm not i'm not judging but i'm definitely not to hear and tell anyone that this is something that the holy spirit and that the father is pleased with so i can't i won't do that so that's called to period um in 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 very rare form like <laughs> me reading it is crazy um and I'll read to you the back of it because you may not know what this book is literally about up until this point. Like you probably didn't know what it was about. Um, so it says a call to purity is an intimate and detailed account. And obviously it is very intimate and very detailed um, account of one woman who represents many. Whether you are a sexually active youth or an adult. Book will graciously lead you back to the most important power of life from heaven. Uses her life spirit, and you are not too gone to be renewed by the Holy Spirit's trans transformation 
transformation power that should be transformed. <laughs> I hope I've changed it. <laughs> um, the central theme of it all is simple. Purity is calling this generation. So who will answer? So um, that's the call to purity. If you want it, it's definitely on the website, which has been scrolling the whole time. Um, it's also on sale 15% off. There's a coupon code you can use for the rest of the week, purity eight. And so that's what this book is. It is literally uh, my very first title that exposes myself, but also the power of God in life. And for me, if you can see the power of God in my life over and through all of my mess, then that is the purpose of it. And so y'all so um thank you guys for tuning in please share um if you don't mind um if it's definitely been a blessing to you please uh take the time and share and i will see you guys next week next week i will be reading from sexually wise i'm gonna pick the chapters myself <laughs> i'm gonna pick the chapters myself y'all y'all not picking those chapters i'm gonna pick those myself um but sexually wise is the next title and um the Strange Woman does release on Monday, November 23rd. Um, very, 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 very heavy book for women because, you know, we need the truth. And I'm going to definitely lay a lot of truth in that. So anyway, until next time, I love you guys and have a super, super blessed evening.